Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. I've got a good friend. We're up at the North Campus. Hallelujah. And, uh, and I have um, your nickname, uh, Dr. Books. <laughs> I have Dr. Daphne Harris. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, that is a new name I've acquired recently. I think it's awesome. You know, honestly, of all the titles that have changed lately, Dr. Books is my favorite. Dr. Pre-K Books. 4 has named me that, and I I've totally it. adopted it. And the doctorate is new. The doctorate is right? new. Because last year, you and I were working together on some mm-hmm. things dealing with audit and books and Plano and all the different things that we're going to get into that for our parents. They need yes. to know about it. Um, but between that time last year when you and I were working on it, you got a doctorate. I did. Now, I you did. didn't get it in a year. I mean, you've been working on it for a while. 27 months. 27 months. Yes, 27 very long months. Yes. Yes, but it was great. I had nothing to do in my spare time, so I thought I'd just get a doctorate degree. <laughs> the doctorate is in, in what from where? I have a doctorate of education from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Fantastic. Yes, greatest school. Love yes, it, love it. Yes, I love it. So if anybody's ever looking to get a quick doctorate, I highly recommend it. A quick, 27 a quick. months, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can be Dr. Books, too. Oh, I love it. I love it. So um, we're up at the North Campus, and this is the North Campus Library, which is kind of a new and a fresh place for you. Uh, you were in the portables before. The portables were so much fun, and... Our time in the portables made us appreciate this even oh, I bet. more. I bet. Had I walked into this the first day, it's great, but I wouldn't have had the appreciation. Yes. So in the portable, we shared with the locker room, which was so much fun. I, th- yes. We are trying to find a way to get athletes into the library more, and that's, that's what how we you decided. Do it. Yeah, just, why don't we just put them right here? <laughs> why not? Right? Let's do it. I love it. So how did how did this come about, though? Dan Panetti. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's me. That is you. I had nothing to do with it. I was thinking of you when I, I I guess you were praying for us to make this happen. The amazing Dr. Williams, Dr. Cole, Chris Scobie, and Brandon Jernigans were the ones that really made all of this happen. Good. There were probably more meetings than I ever knew about, more late nights, and uh, lots of prayers that went into this. Yes. So all of a sudden... It happened. Yeah. Yeah. I say all of a sudden. It was a long process, but it was definitely worth it. If you look around here, I still can't believe it. I, I literally get giddy every morning when I walk in here. Yeah. I just look around it, and I tell the kids the verse that every good gift is from above. Mm. And I'm like, this is a gift from God. Yeah. It truly is. And if you would have seen the behind the scenes, you would know God's hand is all over this. Well, I'm super excited about it. Um, one of the things that we want to talk about, though, is this idea of the books that are here yes. um, and making sure that we're keeping good quality books for our students um, and there's a there's a big kind of push that's out in the culture right now of, of people are beginning to realize uh, that a lot of books have messages that are going against what a lot of families and parents really believe in now we've seen this in film and, and, and movies mm-hmm. right and TV and things like that and people are paying attention to it but books it seems like have kind of skated through uh, where people really haven't said hey what are what what is in our books and um, 
and so the you know recently um, the state of Texas kind of passed a law looking at this mm-hmm. right. We've been addressing this. I mean, mm-hmm. when Dr. Cratan was at the Plano campus, yes. she said, "Hey, we need to look at every single book yes. right in our entire library." And so um, you were a part of that kind of working you know behind the scenes and helping out, and we were all meeting and, and kind of trying to figure this out. Um, I want you to give an update though on where Plano is okay. because I know that in a sense um, they took an audit um, you know over over the last couple of years of, of looking at all their you know, um, things. And then we can kind of talk about just what the state of Texas is even doing, kind of looking to make sure that parents are safe and what parents need to know. So uh, I know you talked to somebody down at the Plano campus. I did. I I didn't want to speak for them. So I I sent an email asking specifically what you asked me. Hey, where are we? How's the update going? Where do we stand from the past year or two? Right. So Lindsay Ferguson, the amazing library aide at the Plano Lower Campus, sent me an email and I'm going to read it verbatim. That way I don't mess any of her wording up. Is that okay? Yes. All right. She said the books have the books pulled for review have been reviewed and then either returned to the shelves or removed from the collection. Since last year, we have been working on filling the shelves with great books that are both aligned with our mission and interesting to kids. While the state of our culture feels weighted against us, there are still so many amazing books made in the secular world and more by our fabulous Christian publishers and booksellers. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. So their audit is done. So they've either tossed the ones that, or they got rid of the ones that did not fit our mission, and then they kept the ones that did. So it's so exciting. I know that was a very long process for them. In, in the process, we actually changed our book vendor. We, like, tell me a little bit about that. Um, book Fair now is provided by I-55, which okay. is a Christian company out of Texas. So that's pretty neat. It's out, um, College Station, in fact. Okay. So they're a Christian publishing company. They provide all of our book fair books, and our book fairs actually have more books in them now than they did before. Cool. It's really neat to know that the books that are coming in for book fairs and from these vendors have already been gone through. We don't have to worry about them one bit. Yeah. So that's something that the legislators in Texas actually looked at as well, mm-hmm. because they're looking at the vendors that are supplying books to public libraries and public schools. And they're actually, they, they passed a law, right? It was, you know, HB 900. Mm-hmm. They passed a law that said, hey, the books that are coming into these schools and libraries, somebody needs to be paying attention to the content. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that because you kind of paid attention to it. I kind of paid attention to it. And as a librarian, right, we're obviously in a private school and we're paying attention more than the state is. Yes. But it's kind of interesting for the state and now parents to be kind of paying attention to what we're already doing. I think the parents were taking it for granted that an everybody book or a chapter book was safe for our kids. I know I was before being at a PCA library, and we can't do that anymore. The devil is out to still kill and destroy us. Mm. We know that. So it is up to us as parents, me as a librarian, to make sure every book that comes in here is safe for our kids. Uh, The state of Texas, I think, had their eyes finally open to what is happening, that these books were sliding in without even anybody even knowing about it, honestly. When new schools are open, when new libraries are open, they have a library package that they buy. Mm-hmm. There's no way the librarian can go through every book. And it was trusted that these books were okay. Our books don't have a rating system. No book has a rating system, which absolutely shocked me. If you go to the movies, you know there's a G, PG, PG-13, sure. and so forth. Our books don't have that. We were trusting our vendors. We were trusting the publishing companies to be making children's books that we thought were for children. Yeah. Unfortunately, Agenda has gotten in, gotten in there, and 
now we have to be extra careful. But thankfully, the Lord has provided some really great Christian publishing companies and book fair companies like I-55 that we as Christian librarians and Christian schools can use. And I think it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So interesting, because we talk about the rating system. That'll be an interesting thing to see Mm -hmm. what that looks like, because we we know and we're familiar with kind of that movie rating system, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of what what a G, what a PG, what a PG-13 should look like. Um, But it is interesting for these particular ideas that are coming in. you know, it's it's not that the material itself, right? If you see something on the screen that's a visual depiction, mm-hmm. right? But the written word and the characters and the themes behind it, I think, is what parents really need to pay attention to. A lot of books are introducing um, homosexuality, mm-hmm. right? Transgenderism, a, you know, abortion, things, right? That you kind of look at and go, why are these in children's books? And the idea is, from a world's perspective, right? They want to try to educate. Right. And we'd say indoctrinate, but really they just want to educate kids, right, to a variety of different ideas and issues. And so they don't see any problem with doing that for even a child's book where you and I might say, hey, these are issues that the world has. If we want our kids to be exposed when they're a little bit older to these and we can have conversations about it and they're prepared for it, that might be something we're okay with. But to introduce these topics and ideas to kids in first, second, and third grade, that's where a lot of concern begin to be raised. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Dan, one thing that just popped into my mind, we have to remember these publishers and these authors, they're lost. Yes. So some, yes, are pushing agenda and some are just lost. So we can't expect them to think like we think and to think our children should be getting the material that we think our children should. And yes, those are issues that the parents need to be introducing. Those are issues PCA handles beautifully. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud that we have a school like PCA we don't dodge these topics by any right. means. We introduce them in the right way, in the right manner, at the right time. And I think that's what our book should be doing. But I think it's a parent that needs to be having the choice for their kids to read that. And it's our my job as a librarian to make sure that those books are not in here, that the kids are getting without um, knowing what they're getting, without having that right guardian of a parent or a guardian or a teacher walking them through these topics. Right. Um, we we don't live in a bubble. As PCA, we talk, we're not protecting our kids. We're training our kids. Yeah. So I think that's one of our jobs is to make sure these books are ready to train the kids, not just protect them. Yeah, and I think the thing that you had mentioned that was so difficult is it's not just a stand one, one book, a standalone book that's talking about gender and sexuality yes. that you can pull off the shelf and you can say, look, Right, this is a book that we were concerned about. But sometimes it's introducing characters in a series of books, so that as your as your son or daughter starts reading a series, um, all of a sudden, then they introduce different characters in mm-hmm. there, and now it takes a different turn. That you know, now that your kids are kind of like, oh, I really like this book, mm-hmm. and they're reading that series. Right, it introduces something. This it's the same thing they do in television programs, and we're used to that, right? I've been watching this, you know, for a year. Mm-hmm. Now different characters are brought in. And you're like, wait a second. So the same thing happens in books. We're finding that more and more in the series books, especially in the middle school sections. Yeah. It really makes us sad. This one series in particular, the first six were fantastic. All the kids were hooked on them. They loved it. the The book seven was introduced, and there was a gay char- character mm-hmm. just introduced a little bit. By book 12, it was a full-blown LGBTQ book, yeah. and or I say book, character yeah. in the book. When the author first started writing the book, that was not there all the way through, and now the kids are hooked. And you and I, as 
Christians, we know we're going to stop. But the kids still want to continue reading that series. They want to see how it ends. You know, I get that, but it's hard. So we're having to have that uh, discussion with them. We had to pull a series last year for that reason. And the kids kept asking, you know, where did the series go? Why did it stop? And I had to tell them why and explain we, we are... We have to take a stand in the world. So for parents, yes. we need to know what our kids are reading. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that we're talking about. You need to be vigilant and you need to be diligent and pay attention um, to what our kids are reading. What would you say then for parents as well? How do I how do I develop my son or daughter to be a reader when we're saying, hey, there's a lot of things out there you need to be careful mm-hmm. of, but how do I actually develop that love for reading in my son and daughter? Well, um, I have two sons that are both dyslexic, and they're not avid readers. Uh They just, because of the struggle, it became a challenge for them. So I had to find things, and I do this with our students here at PCA North. I find the topics they're interested in. If a boy is interested in sports, I'm going to start him out in a sports section. Mm -hmm. Sports fiction, sports nonfiction. Um, My son, my oldest son, is an avid hunter and fisherman. I found books with hunting and fishing. And last year when I got here, I noticed that was one section we didn't have was hunting and fishing for our kids. So I developed a section in the nonfiction and over here that's hunting and fiction for boys. Um, A lot of our girls love gymnastics and cheerleading. So we bring books that that they're going to be interested in. Are you going to read a book you're not interested in? Yes. Are you? (laughs) Well, uh, my choice, my choice. (laughs) But we need to find a... a But that's a a great thing. And and here's the thing. Our girls can be interested in hunting and fishing as well. Absolutely. So the thing is, is like finding books that our kids, Mm -hmm. right, love and then getting them into the subject and reading becomes the tool in the venue where all of a sudden you're developing a reader because they're finding out more information about something they love. Absolutely. And reading with them is key. Yeah. Reading with them and discussing. When they're younger. Reading to them as they're young, Mm -hmm. reading with them, and then paying attention to what they're reading and still having those conversations as they get older. 100%. 100%. With a busy schedule, I usually use a lot of audiobooks. Mm -hmm. So whatever my son is reading, I'll have it plugged into audiobooks as well and listening to it. So I want to know what he's reading. And... Even though he's in eighth grade here, I'm not reading beside him at night, but I'll talk to him. Hey, what was what did you read last night? What right. was the chapter? In fact, we had this discussion yesterday. What was chapter six over? And he told me, and we had a discussion about it. A, he knew I was going to question him what he was reading, but B, it engaged him. Yeah. It lets him know I'm, I'm reading. So my students here, especially my sweet girls, we have some of the series. We have some of the same likes and dislikes, and we'll get to talking about those books. And it just it develops this love and this passion in them. Yeah. So, And then a lot of our girls will come up and say, hey, Dr. Harris, do you have series so-and-so? Do you have, do you have this book? I'll go research it because we have a list that I'll send to you mm-hmm. of websites we can go to to research these books. And if they're clean, I'll get it. And that brings more books in here that that's they're awesome. interested in. Yes. That's so good. Oh, thanks. Um, what, as far as like developing uh, reading to, um, what would you say for the parents of the younger? Like how do I, how do I introduce what, what kind of books? Uh, do they all have to be Christian books, right? Because I think, you know, as a Christian parent, we're kind of looking for – you know, am I reading books that aren't Christian or do I have to only introduce Christian books to my, you know, to my son and daughter? What would you say to a parent from that perspective? My, my opinion to all parents, and I get this email at least once a week. It's so funny that you mentioned that. I say give them a variety. Okay. We definitely want to be introducing Christian books, but just because a book isn't Christian doesn't mean it's bad. Right. You know, there could be a book on ice skating. It's not Christian, sure. but it's a good book. Yep. So I say introduce all types to them, all types of clean ones to them, and let them find their passion. Let them find what they're really looking for. A lot of parents will email me the same question, and they'll go, what can we do? And I'll say, what are your kids into? Tell me tell me what your student's into. Sometimes with Great a whole start. class – 
in here. I can't talk one-on-one with each child. Right. But um, interesting situation. Last week I had a class of first graders in here, and this one sweet little girl could not find a book. By the end of the class, there was she just she left here without books. Broke my heart. So mm-hmm. I emailed the mom. Hey. So-and-so was in here. She couldn't find a book. Can you tell me some things she's interested in? That mom emailed right back, oh, my goodness, she loves Bible stories. She loves princesses. She loves this and that. I asked her teacher, I said, hey, will you send her in here? Within five minutes, I found two books for her, and she left here so excited. We have to find their interest. Once we find their interest, and you can kind of find their reading level, then we can really find the just right books. I believe there is a just right book in here for everybody. Mm -hmm. I truly really believe that. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I um, grew up, my parents owned a Christian bookstore. I didn't know that. Yeah, so little Dan with, you know, ADD, right? I'd go and I would sit and read. And so reading became a super important thing for me to help train and develop my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helped me become kind of a lifelong reader. And so mm-hmm. I still, right, have kind of a reading plan. I think that's an important thing. I'm, I'm working with our students through SLI to develop reading plans for mm-hmm. them because I think you have to kind of look at and say it's, it's like food uh, if you eat the same thing every single day right you won't know and enjoy so much more that there is out there from a variety Absolutely. standpoint so I help you know especially as we talk to um, young men young women when they get to that high school age and they're kind of looking at launching out into the world it's like what are the areas that you want to grow and develop in and what's your reading plan to get those resources into you and so I think that's an important you know aspect is, is you know not just finding books that you like but at you, as you get to a later stage, finding books that are going to improve you. Absolutely. Right? And not just from a business standpoint, not just from a professional standpoint, mm-hmm. but from a personal and a spiritual standpoint as well. And so I think that's kind of an important thing is, is developing that reading plan. Um, I think reading the Bible, and, and you and I both know this, right? But, you know, reading is such a difficult thing for a visual age generation. Yes. And so I think that's an important thing for us to remember. Neil Postman had a great book, non-Christian, but, you know, amusing ourselves to death when we change from a word-based to an image-based culture, mm. right? Now, he was talking about how the images um, shorten our attention span. Absolutely. Right? So we can't sit down and read, right? But what we've noticed then is, well, if I can't sit down and just read any book, I can't sit down and read the Bible either because the Bible is a book. And so I think as a Christian parent, it's imperative for us to develop readers so mm-hmm. that they can spend time not just in a good book that you've got on the shelf, <laughs> but in the good book. Amen. And that, that's going to be something that's going to take them the rest of their life. So um, what are the kind of fun things you're doing here at the North Campus? You mentioned there's the a bunch of so great things going on here. Oh, my goodness. Well, developing readers is always fun. Getting new books is always fun. Yes. Some of the ways we try to have fun in the library and get the kids really involved, uh, we do library, library scavenger hunts where we'll give clues to books or authors and the kids have to go find them and they break up in teams. We do that. We're about to do um, musical chairs with books. So I set up chairs in a big circle. Okay. And there's a book, different book, a book the kids normally would not pick up. Okay. They're all different genres, all different types of books on the chairs. The music plays. When the music stops, you have to stop, sit on the chair, and look at that book. Okay. And it keeps going until we've, they've all had a taste of the books. Yeah. And, at that library checkout day, they have to choose one book from the circle of chairs, and then they can choose the other one as well. It's another way of introducing new books that they normally wouldn't go to. Yeah. And we do the same way. Um, usually we do it in February for Valentine's Day, but this year we're having it in November is a book-tasting feast. I love it. So we set up the tables with tablecloths and make it look like a nice, fancy restaurant. And there's different books all on the tables, and they have to sit and taste the books, and they have to give a little review of it. Mm. And then, same thing, they have to take um, books from those tables. It's books that just don't get a lot of checkout time. Yeah. 
and that they should be. They're yeah. just missing. Our kids go for the same books. You know, they're like us. We watch what's popular. We we, we read what's popular, whatever is new. Yeah. There's some great stuff out there that's just getting missed on the shelves. And I love to see the kids go, this is really a great book. How have I never seen this? It's yeah. so fun when they see a new, especially when they find a new series. It is so much fun. Yeah. Another thing we did last year, I did it with third and fourth grade, is every time they would come in, I would read a chapter from a new series, Excellent. from a new book. Yeah. So it got... Uh, boxcar children it got magic treehouse they found a passion in those books and they loved it and they in fact they kind of got angry with me that i wouldn't continue reading the books right. it was like we want to finish the book yeah, I'm like, oh, you get to check it out right. yeah so each week i would introduce a new series just so by good. reading a chapter and it would catch them it would hook them every single time okay so i want our parents to know a little bit more about daphne harris oh dear what do you like to read Oh, well, right now, okay, don't laugh. I'm okay. going to show my age here, here okay? I'm a little bit behind. Mind you, I've been in school for a very long right. time, so I didn't get to read for fun. I am finally reading the Left Behind series. Really? I am on the mark right now, which is book eight. I'm looking above your head. It's actually above your head right now. So okay. I'm finally on book eight. What's really funny is, yes, it's an older series, and the technology they speak of is older, it's, which yeah, cracks me up. Exactly. reminds me of our age. Yep. Um, we're about the same age, so I can say that. But I'm So I love... Um, Christian fiction is absolutely my favorite. Okay. I love it. Favorite Which is kind of an favorite, oxymoron favorite Christian author? fiction. Yeah, it's kind of you know, um, It does not go with my current read of Tim LaHaye, which I, I think they're amazing. They write brilliantly. I really like Jeanette Oak. I love the Amish fiction. Oh, I love really? going back. It's such a simpler, sweeter time in my life. Okay. Uh, not my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. with the world so crazy the way yes. it is, it really makes my brain just kind of relax and go, oh, this is such the a simpler sweet, days, right? simple time. We, we think of them as simpler. Right? Oh, they're harder oh, by, yeah, so by all good. means. <laughs> yes, by all means. I, I always tell people I'm half Amish when it comes to technology, mm-hmm. you know, but not with makeup, of course. So, yeah. Uh, but I love the Amish fiction. I love realistic fiction as well. Okay. That's very interesting. Thanks. I love that. Yeah. Well, anything our parents can do to help and support you as the librarian or the library? Um, when you have questions, ask me. Okay. I, I never want someone assuming anything. Mm-hmm. Or even worse, I never want anyone to have a question or a concern that I could easily answer or direct them in a a way. If they want to know, what's some good resources? How do I know if I go to Walmart and pick up this book, how do I know if it's good or not? Good. I want to be able to give them a list of reviews, which I will send so you can put in the notes here, of good reviews, Christian book reviews on uh, websites that they can go and check out books. Go find. I have a lot of uh, parents ask me, how, do you just have a good list of books? Mm. Absolutely. I can send you at least to some websites that all of these books are good. Excellent. And you can do it by age group. I love it. You can do it by first grade, second grade, young adult. Young adults getting a lot of um, press right now. Okay. I think that's really interesting. And you can go on, get this, you can go onto Instagram and type book reviewers. And you could do young adult clean, young adult book reviews. And there are book reviewers oh, wow. out there that that's their whole job is finding these books for these parents. I think it's amazing. That's awesome. Yes, you have to do a little of the research, but I've already done so much of that research. So I would love yeah. to start help with parents. you first. Start with Dr. Books first. <laughs> Dr. Books. <laughs> I just love that. I love that. Don't you love kids? I do. They're just the greatest. I, I will say this. The other thing, um, when we were doing the Plano audit, yes. um, a lot of parents would come in and they would find a book mm-hmm. and say, hey, did you know this was in here? And I think that's a helpful thing. Um, always knowing, I know you're doing a great job of making sure right, that the resources that are in here are going to be appropriate. But if something comes through, if there's a character as your you know, son or daughter's reading and as a parent you go, hey, I need to know about this. It doesn't mean right, that 
um, everybody's going to agree with your particular perception. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that we want you to at least realize that, you know, you're a part of the PCA community. Yes. And if you have a concern, right, reach out you know, Bring to, it to Dr. <laughs> Dr. Harris and say, hey, <laughs> did you know this was in that particular book? Because I think, you know, a lot of people assume that we know everything. We've read every book. And the reality is it's, it's hard to keep up with everything. So if there's a book that gets through or if there's a, a theme that you're concerned about, just you know, be appropriate and say, you know, don't say, hey, I didn't know this. Was, I thought this was a, was a Christian school. Exactly. Why would you have that? Please don't like, go don't, on social media first. Right. Come straight to yeah, me. Don't have that attitude. Exactly. Just say, hey, listen, did you know this was in the book? And, and make sure that you can say, yes, I did. And here's why it's here. Or no, I didn't. Thank you so much. We can review yes. that. So I think that's a helpful thing for parents I think they well. need to remember we're partners in this. Amen. And you and I are partners. Yep. The staff and the parents are partners. We're not battling each other. We're working together yes. because as much as they love their student, we love them too. Yeah. The f- and I look at that. They're, these sweet students, they're my sheep that the Lord allowed me is allowing me to shepherd. I, I was talking to Dr. Williams last week, and I said, can you believe this is our job? It's the greatest job there is on the planet. Yeah. We get to come and love on these students, teach them Jesus all day long, and this is our job. It's amazing. We don't need to take that lightly. That's right. And we, as parents, I want them to feel a partnership with that. We're not doing it. They're not doing it. We're all doing it together. And I think when we do it together, we're going to win. God is going to win always. And I love that. Well, Daphne, thank you for your time. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, I love that you love your job. I love (laughs) that you love the kids. I love that you love books, right? And the kids see that, right? Dr. Books. What a great little (laughs) nickname for you. Um, But it's just an important thing. I think our parents need to grasp that. You're an incredible resource for our parents. I pray that they would use you and appreciate you and appreciate this, uh, the North Campus Library and the Plano Campus Library, uh, and use it to better their students. And on that note, I want to invite everyone to come see our beautiful new library. it. It is gorgeous. We... Anytime you're on campus, come in and see it. God has yes. done an amazing job here. And, and grab a, what, what's your favorite drink? Grab a Starbucks on the way up or something? Or sure. What? We don't, and bring two, please. <laughs> bring two. Yeah. <laughs> come great. up here. What, what is Daphne like? Um, maybe an oat milk, oat, I can't say oat milk latte. Oh I'm getting goodness. tongue-tied on yes. even trying to say I that. Know. I know. Yes. These Starbucks drinks are so confusing. Just coffee with milk is all I need. Coffee with milk. There you go. Grab Make it, it easy. Bring it up here. See the book. Say hi to Daphne. And we'll have a good time. Awesome. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.